Hey guys, Rob Bass here. Just wanted to let you know that if you like our podcast and want to support us, be sure to check us out at patreon.com slash geekcastlive. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash geekcastlive. What's up everybody? GCR here asking you to head on over to iTunes and subscribe and review our show. And then follow us on Twitter at geekcastlive and retweet the hell out of us. I promise that if you do, I will eat this entire grapefruit. I'm not kidding. I'll eat the whole thing. Hello, friends. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash geekcastlive. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. GeekCast Joe here. As some of you know, I'm a morning person. As all of you know, morning people are the worst type of people. For help dealing with people like me, I recommend a switch to Death Wish Coffee, the world's strongest coffee. When you're checking out, be sure to use the discount code GEEKCAST for 15% off your order. Who knows? Maybe you'll become a morning person too. Death Wish Coffee, now available in the App Store and on Google Play. It's a trap! Knuckleheads, welcome to Champion the, of the Great Halls of Twenty-four of the Geekcast Live Podcast. I'm your host, GCR, and with me, as always, Rob Bass. It's Nico. And Cartoon Joe. Sticking with the cartoon. All right, I like it. Hey, Nick, in the Northeast, do people know you as uh, Guess Moinas Maystar? Yes, the dwarves know me as Hubastank. <laughs> <laughs> Feline Zealot. <laughs> <laughs> there are oh. there are episodes where I'm pretty sure they're high. Oh, I did. Uh, there's no doubt, as as Joe and I were talking about earlier. The boys' night one, they have to be absolutely toked. <laughs> boys' night, boys' night. Chunt, uh. <laughs> please. Chunt, please. Chunt up with that. <laughs> hey, welcome back, everybody. We're 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 all back and at the same time. Alive, no less. It's been a while. Robbie's so, not rested. I, uh, We've been traveling the world, or at least the I country. I have been traveling the world. I got lost in the forest for a little while, and it was pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. I think the first question on everybody's mind, um, from judging from the listeners' uh, tweets and emails, is uh, what inanimate object did you have some form of coitus with? Um, well, I didn't have a coitus with anything, but I did party with a chainsaw for a while. That sounds that risky. Was, you know, I've done uh, that. <laughs> it didn't end well. No, uh, surprisingly, I didn't end up uh, dancing with any inanimate objects this time, so I was pretty proud of that. I did, however, uh, get fall over myself Wait, drunk and play Frisbee Wednesday sorry, night. You can, did you say at this time? Uh, at the, I'm sorry, this time. Oh, okay. I, I probably right. said at I'm this not, time. I'm but not I, currently I'm not fucking a shoe. I'm not dancing with any inanimate objects right now either, but... <laughs> <laughs> what the I, tell me more about this chainsaw party uh, man I wish I could make up a story really quick um, 
the, the, man, there wasn't a chainsaw party, but uh, uh, let's see. I, Did you uh, just happen upon a chainsaw and? Oh yeah, well it was uh, it was the uh, the chainsaw and the stone, and he whoever pulled <laughs> it became Rave King, and so. <laughs> I thought you got to crown to Ash and you had to go fight the evil dead. <laughs> Did you also have an owl a, that talked to you? Uh, was, he, was he Harry Hamlin? <laughs> was his name Archimedes. Right. Was he Ash? Oh, I went iPad. <laughs> I, I was going straight Archimedes and Merlin. I went, I went Clash of the Titans and Ooh, I went original Robot Clash of the Titans, no yeah, less. Yeah, good choice on the Yeah, issue. with Harry Hamlin. Not the cheesy one. Uh, with, no, uh, his name was uh, Sam. Naturally, as all good companions should be named. Is it bad that the remake of Clash of the Titans we deem the cheesy one, when the original <laughs> Clash of the Titans is like is like claymation? It's like the well, all right, hold on cheese. Hold on, I, I got to interject. There. I think if you went back and rewatched original Clash of the Titans, now it's not as cheesy as as we remember it being. When you consider when it was made, it's not it's not half bad. Oh, I didn't say, I say that. I would say that it's campy C- to a certain GI degree, or what passes for the for the for the not special animation, effects. but special effects is is a yeah. bit hokey. But for its time, well, I mean, it's not awful. Be, the special to, effects are definitely no worse in that one than in the remake. The remake, yeah. is, I think, is just I just think it's, it's the remake is as bad as the Scorpion King. It was, uh, yeah, no, they well, they just tried to be too over the top with it, I think. Like, and, and, which is kind of hard to do with Greek mythology, but somehow, <laughs> somehow they managed to pull it off. Didn't they make a sequel to that? Yes. Oh, yeah, no, War of the Titans or some shit. What was wasn't even sequ- worth watching. I didn't... <laughs> oh, I didn't even I'm make pretty it sure it's one of the only bad. two movies I've ever walked out on because it started yeah. off with, like, Liam Neeson as Zeus, I think. If I remember right, which which shouldn't have been like a terrible casting, honestly. Like they could have done better, but like that shouldn't have been an awful casting. But he clearly didn't want to be there. Oh yeah, no, he was, he, he was doing his his Ario Hota. I fuck you. I signed the contract, so I'm stuck here. Deal. Wrath. Yeah. Of yeah. The- wrath. Wrath of the Titans. Wrath yeah. of the Titans. That's what it is. Yeah. So it was great. Great waste of you know, money with, and time there. You know with. Uh, Bill Nagy is Hephaestus. And that's the one. That is, yeah, that's the one. I, I did. I someone out of named that 15 minutes in. Freddie Drabble played Apollo. Freddie Drabble. That's an inspired mm. casting. He, Freddie Drabble, signed up for his SAG card and they said, What would you like your name and your, your actor's Hollywood pen name pseudonym to be? And he said, hmm, Freddy Drabble. <laughs> I wonder how long it took him to come up with that. I can, or, his, I can, or his agent. I can only assume that either A, it's his real name, and he didn't change it. Maybe he didn't understand the question. Or he just said the first two things that came out of his mouth. <laughs> the only way that Fred, works is if like uh, Drabble. If, if, Old Man Drabble owns Fox I, I Searchlight or like MGM or whoever it is that made that film. <laughs> I imagine it to be like the scene from a Family Guy whenever Peter's trying to figure out what name <laughs> he should give in prison. <laughs> Pete uh, Griffin. Uh, Griffin. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, he sees a P. He sees a tear-shaped tattoo. 
And then a griffin is in the river. <laughs> and then a griffin P- flies through the fucking cafeteria. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so, so, yeah. <laughs> so funny. So Not derailed. Funny. So, yeah. uh, Forrest was good then. Forrest was incredible. Lots oh, of just book on that, truly, on that truly awesome shows. Hung out with a lot of cool people. Just had an amazing time. Uh, I, once again, always recommend it. Uh, so if anybody ever gets the chance to go, uh, or if you get the chance to go next year, fucking do so. Because it's absolutely worth it. So, how was your vacation, by the way? You were uh, you were out of town, too. I was in Orlando. Uh, yeah. At, uh, business convention there. Good time. <laughs> Great... Uh, Great resort we were at. Um, got to take the kids to uh, Animal Kingdom and uh, Magic Kingdom, Universal Studios, uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Nice. So, nice. Great time. Great How was time. the butter was, beer? Uh, butter beer is delicious. Butter beer is delicious. I, I spent probably more money specifically on butter beer than I did on everything else combined whenever I was – at Harry Potter World. Butterbeer was good. It was cool. There was a, it, it was raining. So like the park was empty. Ooh. That's uh, nice. So we ray, uh, like every ride, it was like, get off, get right back on. So that was pretty that's rad. Awesome. I rode the, rode the Hogwarts ride probably three, four times. Do they ah, still have the a... ET ride and were you able <laughs> to break it? They do not have the ET ride and we were not, so therefore not able to break it. Oh, that's, that's a shame. shame. Yeah, I think they actually a proud took tradition. it out of service after you broke it last time. They probably <laughs> did. I have no doubt. You just left it that way. Um, Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> uh, no, Magic Kingdom was actually really cool. They, uh, you know, a really cool thing happened, and I got it. I, I, it'd be weird if she ever listened, but her her name is Sam, and she is from Central Michigan University. Mm-hmm. Um, she is part of the custodial staff. Okay. At least that's what her badge said. Okay. Uh, uh, my daughter and uh, Justin's daughter Tatum, they really wanted to see the princesses, and so we were gonna. We rode all the rides, didn't see any princesses out and about to take pictures with, and so we uh, we're gonna just watch the parade where all of the characters are in the parade, right? Mm-hmm. And it started the rain again, and so they delayed the parade, delayed it, delayed it, delayed it, and then canceled it. Well, Ugh. Tatum started crying because we were going to leave and she didn't get to see any princesses. Right. Well, this girl, Sam, had been talking to my daughter, uh, Josie, uh, just about the park. And, you know, Josie told her she wanted to see Olaf from Frozen and mm-hmm. blah, blah. Tatum starts crying and she comes up and says, hey, we don't cry at Disney. What's wrong? And she says, I won't be able to see the princesses. Because the parade was canceled. And she said, just hold on a second. She was gone for maybe 10 minutes. Another girl came out and said, hey, Sam said that you were sad. You didn't see the princesses. So here's this. I, I got this doll for you. And it's a Elsa doll. That was really cool. Then yeah. Sam comes back out with these two vouchers. And it's for all eight of us. And she said, hey, uh, go to Cinderella's castle. Uh, show these to the people at the door. Uh, they're going to bring you right to the front of the line. You can meet the princesses. Huh. That's amazing. Yeah, Tremendous. that's really cool. They take that happiest place on earth shit seriously. Well, yeah, what, no, absolutely. What I was wondering is, was she really a custodian? And do custodians, you know, was she really a custodian? 
and the the people at Disney just empower their employees to make sure it's the happiest place on earth. So if you see if if you see a void in that, go fill it. Or do they have people that have the power to do things like that masquerading as custodians and stuff? You know Probably what I mean? Both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some combination of the two. Regardless, it was extremely cool. We we did. We walked right up to the castle, showed our vouchers to this lady at the door. She took us kind of in like a back way, and we got to meet Aurora and Cinderella, who were the two princesses that were on tap that day or that nice. time. And we're on tap. And they uh, <laughs> uh, amazing my- choice of words. <laughs> and these two are for the dads. <laughs> well, uh, Josie walks up to Cinderella, and she's like, "Oh, hello." I- we hear you wanted to meet a princess. And Josie looks at her and says, you're not Olaf. <laughs> and I, was like, I was like, oh, no, no, that's no. Say hi to Cinderella. <laughs> that's uh, perfect. You're not, you're not Olaf. I mean, she may as well like, like flipped her the bird. <laughs> the crotch. That's, that's amazing. But uh, it was really cool. It, if by chance somebody knows Sam who works at Magic Kingdom, who's a custodian who went to Central Michigan University, uh, you got a really cool friend, daughter, niece, whatever your relationship is to her because she she took care of those girls. It was pretty, pretty damn cool. And if she wants to come on the show, just reach oh, out. Oh, yeah. Just reach on out. Just reach on out. That's awesome. So, yeah, that's Seriously. that was my vacation. It was good. Drank a lot of beer. Drank Great a whole lot of beer. Went to a... Went to the number one rated steakhouse in Florida. Nice. I'm still, it's, I can still feel all the food in my gut. Beautiful fucking steak though. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh my God. Beautiful. That's gross if you're carrying around a steak two days later. Uh, Just saying. It is. It was like 20 ounce bone and ribeye. Uh, with crab and meat, everything? And hollandaise, and <laughs> that's why it's stuck. That's why it's yeah, stuck. The bones make, sideways. I'm like a dog who ate a remote control. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Sound like you're speaking a little from a little experience there, right? Yeah, yeah. I had a stupid dog. Uh, <laughs> I was everybody else this week. Next well, in the world of, of of levity and bringing us crashing back down to earth, uh, I am somewhere in North Dakota right now. In my efforts to um, podcast broadcast from all over the United States this year, are you in a are you in a so. Hangman's Noose, North Dakota? Or? No, I'm I'm somewhere east of Moose Jaw and like north of Pilgrim Spit. But I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what town this is. I I'm just laying my head down here for the night because I had about seven hours of windshield time from the oil fields of of fracking fame uh this morning back down towards fargo the hot spot of north dakota so take that electric forest and disney world i <laughs> <laughs> was in an oil rig like i was i like earlier to be just like you nick how many states have you podcast from this uh this season uh, this makes 15, I think. Nice. Yeah, you've been wow. over a bit. Uh, over working, and about, a bit. You know, working on my, my resume here. Nice. It's my thing. I, I want to try and be like, uh, like our, like our man on the street kind of deal. I like it. <laughs> like David Eichner. 
Yeah, that's not Billy Eichner. Billy Eichner. Colbert types. There we go. How about you, Joe? What's what's been exciting in your week? I uh, I finally got my phone fixed. There's Joe. And you have no idea how excited <laughs> I am about it. <laughs> I am. No, we know. The mundane, America the knows life. now. It's just. I'm sorry I took your geekery away by asking <laughs> you that question. Uh, uh, funny. I also started selling my plasma so nice. that I can I can pay for Gen Con in blood money. Literally. Ah. There's so. nothing quite like paying for a vacation in blood money. You pay the iron price, Robert. I, absolutely. Every vacation I go on, I pay the iron price. <laughs> <laughs> Rob just asked Sam for some vouchers. Rob would have killed her and drug her to the front of the line. (laughs) (laughs) Rob, are you still holding out hope for the Iron Island storyline? Oh God, no! In terms of the the show, Uh, just in life. Uh, Well, in life, yes, because I I have hope for George R. R. Martin. I believe that he will continue to write an amazing story as a whole and progress. One of my favorite cultures being the Iron Islands. The show, however, well, no, nah, they've already set that shit on fire. I am hoping, however, to see the blossoming relationship, however it grows, between uh, the Kraken being Yara and, and Daenerys, because that's kind of awesome. But, uh, yeah, the rest of it, uh, the rest of the show, it's probably going to go up in flames. They're going to Literally bang. and metaphorically, if I had to guess. Well, you weren't here last week, but our girl, Kara T, dropped some knowledge that says that apparently winds contains some very cool iron island storylines much to my chagrin but that's uh well i mean that's that's really cool i've been i've been trying to avoid that because i know that i will just be uh it, it will be the worst sort of sexual frustration if i start reading just excerpts from winds of winter so uh uh nah i'll just wait until the book comes out unfortunately uh no, does, I mean, does nothing, bring me joy though. That 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 hypes me up a lot for it though. <laughs> it has nothing to do with being sexually frustrated. But I actually watched the season finale in a bathtub on my iPad. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. About two in the morning. Sounds awesome. Actually, was there water in the tub, or were you just <laughs> no? Uh, just yeah, sitting. No, just, just sitting, sitting in, the tub. in a pub. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, there was water. Some there was water on. in the bathtub. Yeah, somber as ever. Oh, you know what? Speaking of sombrero, it's uh, so. Like, <laughs> this no, can only this, end well. Uh, we were getting. We were at the airport. It was uh, last Wednesday morning. We were driving, or we were uh, getting ready to board the plane to go to Orlando. And this kid walks in, and he's got this giant sombrero on. And his, you can tell that his dad. I'm assuming it's his dad who he is with is not pleased. <laughs> well, they're, they're standing. It's like, you know how like the, the lines like switch back, you know? Well, we're right even with them. And the, someone says like to the dad, like, what's wrong with you? And he says, he's wearing that goddamn sombrero. <laughs> and the son says, you told me I could bring one hat. <laughs> that kid is my favorite <laughs> dad you said I could bring one hat <laughs> and he picked the fucking it's 
it's as it's wider than my wingspan. It's got tassels. It's got all the silver, uh, like uh, filigree on it. Oh my god! He if, said if that, that and I listen to this podcast. He needs to write in. We will have him on the show. Like that's. He said that, and I looked. I looked at. I looked at my dad, and I looked at Paul, and I was like, I, I was begging that one of them heard it. So funny. You said I could bring That's one so hat. perfect. <laughs> Dan, that what's is wrong so with perfect. you? He's wearing that goddamn sombrero. Hey, you said I could bring one hat. Oh, man. <laughs> you can only imagine that his dad walked in and he was packing all his hats into his bag. And this kid's probably like 13. He's packing like baseball hats and he's got maybe a, a visor and he's packing all these things in his bag. And his dad said, you don't need all the hats. And he said, I, well, I want to bring the hats. What does it matter what hats I bring? And he said, you don't, you don't need all the hats. You can bring one hat. And he said, okay, I'll bring one hat. And then walked <laughs> in the house. The dad with gets out and she's sitting in the car. Place. Yep. And then, lo and behold, here comes the boy walking out oh. in a fucking sombrero. Fuck, was it funny? He said that. I about high five. Like, you can't even, you can't even get in the car with it. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> banging off the frame. That's outstanding. <laughs> It it can't mm. go through the TSA like inspection. This is the fucking so metal the detectors, right? Yeah, they had oh, to, they they had to uh, like TSA had to look at him and say like, I don't even know. I this there's guy. no rule for this. Uh, we're gonna have to make like judgment call. Nowhere in our no one's ever tried to <laughs> ride an airplane with an eight foot sombrero. It doesn't technically have any metal or liquids over three ounces, but God, I, I hope he makes it through and just tries to get on the plane like that. <laughs> no, just no. How pissed is every other passenger of that Javoke? Well, now Ransom. imagine, now imagine when you get that thing where it's like it's the stranger who got in the aisle before you, and he's sitting all the way to the windows. And then you realize that you're going to have to pick a seat soon because you're flying southwest, and so you don't have assigned seats. So you look at him and you say, like, hey, can I sit in your row, like, on the aisle? We'll keep the buffer seat. Maybe we'll get lucky. And you sit down and then you see board the plane away up at the front, this kid in a huge sombrero. And you instantly know – you would know it like me. I would say, oh, fuck it. He's going to sit by me. I know he's going to sit by me. And he'd get to my row and say, hey, can I sit right there in the middle? That seat taken? And I'd have to yep. say oh. – Seat's taken. <laughs> I'd have to either Forrest Gump him or I'd, yep. have, to, or I'd have to say, uh, no. Go on, my wife's ahead. in the shitter. She'll be in. <laughs> Actually, yes. My wife's taking a shit. <laughs> Whatever it takes, man. <laughs> uh, so sorry. I just I cannot. I forgot that that even happened. And Rob, you said something about me sitting in a in a bathtub with a sombrero, and it synapsed. Yep. No. But, uh, perfect. Uh, bringing it full circle. Is it possible that we can uh, have this dialogue without actually talking about the season finale? Yes, because I realized I actually would like to watch it. Um, wow! But I haven't had a chance to yet. Yeah, I think we could just give vague. Uh, yeah, just don't don't get too deep into you know per se. I can, I can allow. I mean, that. Obviously, the whole fucking internet is full of. Uh, well, I the internet is dark and full of terrors. So maybe only. that's maybe that's just four chan and boners. Sidebar: what, what it's full of is B, C, and D list fucking hoaxer. You know, bloggers and writers who have no content, who they constantly troll with fucking 
Game of Thrones spoiler alerts and updates and theories and shit. Um, so that you can't actually navigate the internet for any sort of knowledge without fucking closing one eye. Yeah, and then you've got to you've got to sorry, sorry the, that's my rant. Well, you've got to put all the you have to put all the uh, clickbait articles in the same colander as the real articles and hope that they sift through. Well, have you, otherwise have you you're stuck like reading the, uh, the Yahoo's homepage or you know any of that stuff. Wherever you go is your base starting point for you know general news, MSN, whatever you like to use. It's all the hell over the place, man. Like just constant clickbait, and you, you know it's bullshit. If you do happen to click on it, it, it it's written by with you know no penmanship and tells you absolutely nothing anyway. It's like the most pandering form of, of like pseudo journalism. It's irritating. Well, my my favorite article so far coming out of the finale is that um the show told us who Jon Snow's mom was, but here's fifteen people who might be his dad. Yeah, like, there's only one. Like uh and then was seconds there actually later, a joy scene. Uh, yeah that that has been confirmed. Well, I thought it was in the episode. Yes. Oh, I, that's I, I get that's not a secret. I... It was confirmed in the show that Lyanna Stark is Jon Snow's mother. No, but I mean, there was a Tower of Joy. Flashback oh, scene. yes, there was. A, yes. Well, there was actually. Uh, there's, there's two now total in the in the season. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But the, I, it, I, it was I'm a good not, episode. Like, I, I'm obviously familiar with where the actual, you know, book plots go. And just I know there's some cool like intricacies where I'd like to kind of see them live before I debate them. But it was a good episode. I uh, there's some things I didn't expect and some things that I. Uh, outrightly expected but where it was done i think it was done pretty well the last two three episodes of this season were were, were quite good i felt i i would agree the last two at the what in a general sense made them good because it doesn't seem like the Crazy dialogue honest. has been such a has been such a a sticking point the last season and a half since they've had to write their own this you know, last episode this last episode the uh score Oh, it was God, amazing. The music was perfect. Was it was the it was first incredible. time in, in the entirety of Game of Thrones that I heard them use a piano or an organ, and it was haunting. It was like, very haunting. It, it, it was. It, and, and on top of that, uh, the, 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 the finale was an hour and 20 minutes or so, so it was basically like a feature-length movie, and it was cinematic as fuck like it was yeah. shot like it was a fucking big budget did they get film. a new director for this episode uh, the 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 person that directed it was the same as person who episodes. directed the bastard bowl and the uh the episode of hard home it was a big it was a big big episode um it, and uh, it confirmed it a lot of plots oh. that were suspected yeah a lot yep. of them uh, which was which I thought was really cool. Um, God, I, I, I I'm trying to think of ways to talk about this without talking about it. Oh, I mean, uh, there was a, too much. But. There was a lovely bonfire at the Sept of Baylor. <laughs> there were some. There were some nice desserts. Some just desserts, if you will. 
what else was there? Um, so I, I take it that all three of you are still okay with the idea of the show just going its complete own way with the storyline. Um, eh? you've moved into the two camps. Uh, it's I've it's it's always been it's always been two camps for me. My problem with the last with the early part of this season and the last part of last season more the early part of this season is that I think that they um if they're gonna if they're gonna do a scene then especially a scene that they have the source material for then just do the scene rather than try to uh, like adapt it but have change everything right adapt it but change everything that that didn't make sense to me in a couple two or three spots but for the most part i've been i've been fine with it being its own divergent uh you always have been and that's what i'm trying to do is find that i'm willing uh, at least to try and find a comfortable separation of church and state but i'm only into like the end of season three right now and it's i can't get past it i just think so fucked my thing is that I uh, if the books never ex- existed, it would be the like the greatest show I've ever seen. And I know we can't that that that's a world that doesn't exist. Exactly, we're burdened with living in reality. Right, but uh, there's enough good to me to outweigh the bad. I guess. Yep. I I will say that I was. Uh, I was a massive naysayer for a a majority of this season. The last two episodes really renewed my faith in the show. I'm really hyped up for the next season. I'm excited for it. It's not the same as it was the first handful of seasons because I'm because in my opinion, like seven episodes out of the season were garbage or, or just really, really weak and flawed. Um, but but it shows me that at the very least they haven't lost all of it yet. Like they've still got some they they've still got some shit up their sleeve. That that um and, and oh, the, they've it's, got shit in their sleeve. That's yeah, the they've problem. got shit on their sleeve too. But <laughs> yeah, hey, it's hey, just you got some sh- you got some shit on your sleeve. You got, you got some shit on your sleeve there, um, guy. But but yeah, no, yeah. It's so called the I Lannister was, plot line. <laughs> it's called a lot of plot. It's called lines. the Dornish master plan. Oh god! Right? Kill oh me. my god! I mm. it's called the Great Northern Conspiracy. <laughs> can, can you tell me what that is? Because you you referenced that last episode, and I wanted to say is that that's a Preston Jacobs, isn't it? Or is that just a, a I well don't know. traveled? The Great. I feel Northern, like that's one of those things that happened during the two seasons I didn't watch the show. The Great Northern Conspiracy, and, and Rob, you might be able to correct me if I'm wrong. Is that the 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 smaller houses that have backed Ramsey aren't actually backing Ramsey, and in, that in uh, terms of in terms of the books in in the book, uh, abs- uh, absolutely. yeah, they're not they're not they're not backing Ramsey. No, it's that or, the, or specifically Roos because Roos is the warden of the north. Roos, right, and is still alive, right? The the Manderleys. Um, are the, the, no, the Manderleys are going to put it in his ass? The, right, the Manderleys are merging with the phrase, but they're gonna they're gonna, uh, you know, whoopsie rope a dope them and align themselves with Stannis. And there's 
the whole thing with uh, Davos and Rickon in the with the Krannigmen, and it's it's the Gagos it's the cons- and- it's the conspiracy that the Northern Lords aren't being as true to their Warden of the North as they claim to be. It, absolutely. I don't, um, why, why is that a conspiracy? I would I would say that that is pretty I mean, obviously they're conspiring the against the they're Warden conspiring of the North. Against, against the bull- oh. Would you okay, not okay, consider right, that cons- uh, conspiracy? <laughs> like that's but the I, I show, but the show um, took like a fan theory perspective. But the show like, took oh, the Great Northern yeah. Conspiracy and just kind of lit it on fire and yeah, they <laughs> they, they made a lot of stark loyalists. They basically made it so the only there was only one house in the whole of the fucking North that remembered, even though they spent like a lot of time building up the whole the Which North house remembers thing. Mormons. Mormons. Which, badass. Like, what? they couldn't have done that. So they, great. they couldn't have done anything with the Mormons better than what they did, in my opinion. Other than, like, they probably should have had Daisy, Maggie, and basically every other member of the Mormont family. But uh, I, I can forgive but, uh, that just because the, that's um, a lot of characters. The, um, the Umbers, the Umbers, Man. the Karstarks. They, uh, I'm the so Glovers. disappointed with what they did with the Umbers. The Glovers didn't didn't even answer the call when the Starks when when Jon Snow and Sansa raised their banners, the Glovers actually said no. The it Umbers went, it went to voicemail. The Umbers the Umbers and the Car Starks actually aligned themselves with the Boltons and fought the Starks. Uh the Manderleys never showed up. The the Kerwins never showed up. This is what this is the show? This is the show. And yeah. then in, in the last episode uh, I don't want to watch anymore. I this, really don't. I in do this, it for you guys, but it's fucking painful. In this finale, it's painful. Uh, uh, they they pull it all around. Uh, Liana Liana Mormont stands up and basically tells the pimp Wyman Manderley he's a puss bag. Yeah, tells, like fuck, verbally bitch slaps everyone in the room. Uh, you know, stands up and tells Glover that he's a fucking pussy, and then says that uh, she's not because she showed up, and then. The pimp and everybody is just staring down this eleven-year-old, and she is staring into their fucking souls. Wow, why are you? Why are you calling Manderly a pimp? The pimp, the pimp, the pimp, Manderly, the pimp, Manderly, because he is. Because, because, say it again, Rob. <laughs> but take your thumb out of your mouth. No, don't you tell <laughs> me what take to a do breath before you talk. Because, because you're our not man, my supervisor. Because our man Joseph Carricker. <laughs> Calls him the pimp Wyman Manderley, and I think it's fucking hilarious. And so I've adopted it as that's it's what I funny. Call I just didn't know if it had some kind of a of a thing I had missed. The pimp Wyman Manderley, mainly because he mainly because he took uh, Black Walder Frey and cut him Turned up into, into a, a fucking pie. into a pie, and then ate it to prove that nah, it's just a regular pie. You guys should all eat it too, because I'm a fucking pimp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, they were they were ahead of me. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, that's fun. That is fun. Joe, you don't you don't know what I'm talking about? What? No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, I thought you said uh, that I must have read ahead of you, and you don't know what I'm talking about. No, 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 no. The uh, the Frey boys wrote ahead. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. I, I was I was being the pimp Wyman man early. Ah, I get it. Not clearly enough though. I probably should have brought some Brooklyn to it. <laughs> they did cast him well. I mean, they cast a huge white haired. They cast like huge pre plastic surgery, uh, 
Marlon Brando? Yes, actually. It was a, he was very Marlon Brando, but like a huge, like imposing and like, but not as fat as I thought he'd be. Not a, not a sack of suet. No, he's, he's more like, um, uh, great John than he is. Why not? But yeah, we're like G or Mormont. So, but it was a good, it was a good, the finale was good. I'm going to, it was, uh, uh, it was really good at two o'clock in the morning, really beer drunk in a bathtub because everybody else. Was was this in, in, in Florida? Yeah. Yeah. It was Sunday night. Uh, the convention was, uh, winding down we had our big end of convention party uh i may have been uh oh we 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 left the party and went to the bar ordered some pizza and some poutine oh uh, my god drank a lot of whiskey uh watched uh messy uh, ruin his legacy uh with a nice miss on the pitch and then uh I went to bed. I, no, my family went to bed, and I said, "I'm going to go watch Thrones finale." And Natalie said, uh, "Not out here, you're not." And I said, "Oh, okay. I'll just draw a bath." So that's what I did. No you're, a late night, you're a late night rambler. You always have been. No, no, no sombrero though. So you anyway, missed an opportunity. I there. think. I think the. Well, I'm going to keep enduring. For the sake of this conversation, so I'm, I'm going to keep banging it, away at this. It definitely ended with some implications for season seven that are pretty. We're going to. I go just from, want the. I just want the damn book, man. We're going just, from the. Just give me the book. We're going from the War of the Five Kings to the War of the Five Queens, pretty quick. And none of them is Loras. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is uh, true. None of them is my favorite Loris. queen, though. I think. Right. What is? Does anybody ever investigate why they just change actors so fucking often through the show? I thought Renly was quite peachy. Uh, There's (laughs) only a handful of characters that they really do that to. The first four Uh, seasons. So far, they've already already changed Loras and the Mountain. No, did they change Loras? Yeah, between season one and two, they put a different Loras for sure. Oh well, shit! I didn't notice that at all. Yeah, because the second one is a is a sh- shittier actor, and well, are you yes, sure? It's a different. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah, no, I for some reason I thought they had the same Loris Terrell throughout. Uh, I know that they do change Mm-mm. the uh, the 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 mountain a couple of times because the original mountain, who I thought was perfect, uh, I, I do really like the the latest mountain though. Um, but the 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 first mountain had to do the Hobbit movies. Yes. Um, and mm-hmm. uh um I, I the the second one was just an awful casting. Just terrible fucking casting. I think that's no, he's my only ever been portrayed by with... Finn Jones. What's that? He's only ever been portrayed by Finn Jones. Yeah, no, it, it has only been one Loris Terrell. Um it was probably the right Well then fault. he went through like the Orlando Bloom. Program between seasons one and two because he's like a very effeminate do like thing in season one where he's talking to Renly and then by season two he's like a a, like he put on thirty pounds and is a pug face. But he cut his hair and settled down. 
Yeah. You know Julian no, Andrews. You know Julian Andrews. Comfy. With the show. He got comfy with with Renly. It it happens. <laughs> Real confident. My biggest problem, aside from little like plot nuances, like we're gonna just make a guy, you know, we're gonna completely tone down a character seven or eight clicks, a la Renly. The just the 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 lack of of exposition on some characters, where I feel like if you they do such a piss poor job of like. And I know you can't do it the same as the books, but like showing why Tywin Lannister is such a bad dude, you know, why the Cleganes oh, are so bad. I mean, they're watching. just, you know, they, they, well, in, in I mean, terms of at least of Tywin, because Charles Dance well, does, well, they'll like, stick, Charles they'll Dance stick to is the one plot, of the best parts, so, if, if you ask me. The actor? Uh, yeah, absolutely. His portrayal of Tywin is fucking incredible. No, it's yeah, he does great. But the 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 script changes that they do, like the the whole deal, the whole like him fathering up to Arya, you know, at Harrenhal or wherever. Yeah, it's just was... it it takes some of the it takes some of the edge off a character that you shouldn't take the edge off of. Just like what they do with Stannis, they make him way softer than the character is. And you think they, that makes don't they don't soft comparatively. Sure, sure. They they have him banging Melisandre in the first season. You know, he he would never succumb to that. That's part of he's he, that's part of his character is being such a hard, rigid dude, and they they soften him up a lot. I think we read the character completely differently. I, I, in I the show, you mean? Because I, I, yeah, at the very least no, in the show. book, because because in the book, it's pretty heavily implied that he's laying Melisandre like floorboards. No, no, he, <laughs> no, he, he's <laughs> like floorboards. Uh, that's funny. I, I just, I don't, I don't like how that, I, I don't like how they're conveyed. I don't like how the Cleganes are are done up either. Really, but. I mean, Whatever. with the exception of them, I, I, like, shifting through the mountain a lot, like, I, I really like Sander a lot. The the, the guy that plays Sander. In that's my the opinion, problem. I, I, he's, he's almost too likable, you know, in the, in the show. Uh, I liked him in the book. Like, I, he, he's supposed to be. Your, yeah, but your you don't like him until fucking, later in the book. Like, his uh, redemption it, is coming way too early because they're, they're painting him in a much nicer light. You know, they don't explain. They don't do the backstory of why. You know, Gregor I mean, I, is such an I, I awful kind of agree with person. That, but I mean, like for the most part, I thought Sanders' portrayal was pretty spot on. Like, he, uh, I felt the, uh, the same way. Yeah, no, I I felt like they did very well with the the, the, the like archetypical anti-hero for the most part. Hmm. Maybe I just need to see more. Who's who? Play, who's which one? Seymour. Um, he's he's <laughs> no, the that's, guy. That's that, the real name of the High Sparrow. Yeah. Oh. No, that's the guy that uh, that all of a sudden is uh, is Thoros, who is who is one of the original book characters. He's there from the very beginning of game, you know, even in a minor role, and yet they just stuff him into the storyline in the middle of season three as a like How far samurai now, by top the way? not having. What's that? How far along are you now, by the season, way? Season three. Uh, how far into three. it? I don't know, middle somewhere. Okay, okay. 
I haven't watched it in, in, at all this week because I've been on the road. But like, I don't know. I, I mean, little things like that. Some, like, you've been making you know, some Thoros, headway, though, Thoros so. is supposed to be a fat, bald charlatan. And instead, he's like some bearded samurai top knot Jinji. And it's just, come on. And it just shows up as one of the Brotherhood instead of, you know, ever having been even a casual appearance at court, you know, and he's been around since the very, very beginning of the storyline. Back to Robert Baratheon. So just like little, little nuanced details. It's like, come on. They also change, uh, since you're talking about Thoros, they changed the actor who plays Barrack. I thought they did. I thought I thought he wasn't the same guy that that Sean Bean sent out to uh, bring great uh, justice. They, they changed Barrick, and also because you had me thinking about Loris Tyrell, uh, Finn Jones is the only guy who's played Loris Tyrell. But uh, there's an entire subreddit uh, dedicated to the fact that they swear there was a first actor in the first season. Or a different actor in the first season. I, I promise the dude the, the dude that's shaving Renly is not anything in voice or mannerism or face like the guy that is subsequently showing up in, in seasons two <laughs> and beyond. Yeah, it's like Bernstein Bernstein. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it bugs me. I mean I know Berenstein. I know I'm being I know I'm going through it with a fine tooth comb, but it just some stuff just jump. It screams at me when I watch the show, and I can't just settle in and and enjoy. I, you know, I, I will say that I do have some problems like that too. For the most part, the like the the really nitpicky, nuancey things, I'm able to forgive. It's the big things that they shift around that like make me want to set things on fire and and like having Stannis be first up the scaling ladder at King's Landing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then somehow have magically escaped. Nobody bothers to ask how he got off the castle walls when Tywin showed up, or that Ar- or that Arthur he... Dane fights with two swords. God. <sighs> Although Don finally showed up. Well, Don Don showed up in the the, the other Tower of Joy scene, but it was yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, and we're just we're just gonna we're just gonna take Barristan Selmy and stuff him right into the into the Astapor plot, you know. Yeah, they, they, no subtlety, no which no like beard, it, no anything. It, we're just gonna. It sucks, but I kind of understand that. Like I, it, like I, I, I'm glad that they did it in the book, and it was infinitely better done in the book. But like I, I, I get having to just like. Yeah, they got to trim a lot of fat. I get yeah, that. Yeah, like I, just, exactly. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. They they do have to just trim a lot of fat in order to make it a television show that they're going to have ten episodes of for the first six seasons. Um, like I said, my my I did, problem. I did enjoy. I enjoyed the. Uh, they pretty much did the Daenerys um, in Astapor scene when she. Uh, pilfers the unsullied. They pretty much did that verbatim from the book, which I thought was surprised. And there that was are, good. A, there lot are, of, a lot of Daenerys' stuff is basically straight from the book. Uh, but but which, hers is like the shittiest storyline. I mean, except for that I, scene. I, I, I mean, most of the rest of her existence either, is such a pile of suck. <laughs> that why not? Why not do something dramatic with her storyline and speed it the hell along? 
Oh, they, yeah, they, they take their sweet ass time just like fucking George. <laughs> like, it's, once they get to fucking Marine, it feels like it is forever. Oh, God, it takes so long. Yeah. So that's uh, just weird to me. Why, why keep that so true? Um, and, and, Get so libertarian with so many but, other plot but take, lines. But take something like the Tower of Joy, where they have some of the greatest dialogue and back and forth ever written, and decide to say, you know what? Even though we're the guys who brought you bad pussy, we're going to go ahead and just uh, not use the great dialogue that we have written out for us. Going to make all our own shit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Give Arthur Dane two swords. Yep. Give Arthur Dane two swords. Have Ariel Hulk to die of a of a, a letter opener wound. And then Over and then that. and then let's spend three episodes watching Tyrion Lannister play like a short bus with Grey Worm and <laughs> Missandei. Some drinking games with people who don't drink. <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet, but I tell me a joke. That sounds awesome. Tell me a joke. Drink this drink. And and whoever whoever the uh, executive producer is, not George R. R. Martin, whoever the other one is, my God, when he read the books, he he has some sort of just absolute man fetish for the Braun character. <laughs> Everybody that has anything to do with that show just thinks Braun is the cat's ass. I, mean, I love show Braun though. I I do too. Uh, well, I love him more now that I know that he's a musician in his real life. A clean-shaven, homoerotic duetster. So oh, I like, yeah. like him a lot more. Uh, but it's just you know it's the worst, the 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 most rewarding yet hardest archetype in D anD D to play. <laughs> well, it's my favorite subclass of bard. Yes. Yes, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to take a subclass on my bard. I'm going to go with a homoerotic uh duelist. Uh, Is it duelist? I'm going to be the uh clean-shaven homoerotic sax player. <laughs> yep. Yes. One. Yes, I we've uh so so uh we have a bard. I uh, I sing soft jazz. <laughs> um let me see when we roll here. Uh, I put him to sleep. <laughs> God. <laughs> Let me see what I roll here. If only you had a die with you, that you could have made the, the die noise just then. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty, that's pretty that was good. really good. That's a, it was a battery, so. Some good well, foley a double work. A is good foley work for a <laughs> D20. Ugh. Anyway, we're doing this show completely in reverse. So yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, I bet there was a do review somewhere. There, sure, there was a do review. It was mine. And I think it was I think you called it inspired. I did. I did. I thought it was uh, it embraced all that is good about our do review segment. It was uh, above and beyond outside, not really outside the box, but just something that's not uh, on the mainstream radar and brings it in. I was it was very interesting. So it's a. Uh, why, don't you, why don't you tell us about it? It's a it's a nine minute or so long movie called Sunspring, and it is. Uh, it is written. The screenplay is written entirely uh, with the AI that you would find on your smartphone, the AI that tries to uh, predict what words you're going to need next. Mm-hmm. And they took this AI and they fed it the script for 
hundreds of sci-fi and fantasy movies from Mad Max to Clockwork Orange. And then they gave it like three prompts. They gave it the the title of the movie. They called it Sunspring. They uh, gave it like a sample dialogue. They gave it a uh, like a sample um, action of what one of the characters would do and then let the AI write the screenplay. They then found actors to act out that screenplay with very little context. And what follows is what I think should be, they should probably do a, uh, like a 90 minute long full motion picture written this way, because I found it fascinating. It's not throw some, it's not really good production dollars to it as well. I mean, it is, it it was actually professionally produced. I believe it was also part of the, uh, 48 hour movie challenge. Which Tim Vicky from uh, Next Chapters participates in a lot of times, and what that is is where they they give you like a genre, they give you a prop that has to be used, and you have forty eight hours to uh, shoot, edit, produce, and submit a like thirty minute long movie that fits all their criteria, and then they That'd show they show them at a festival, and then there's winners. For you know, best actor, best screenplay, whatnot. So, and I believe this cool. is—I believe this was part of a of a, a contest like that. And the I mean, article was very nice. interesting to hear about the uh, the gentleman who it was their brainchild and how it had evolved over many many years of this being their pet project. Um, somewhat, you know, obsessive compulsive of them, but still. Pretty cool that they saw it through to fruition. I would like to see different genres. Like Ooh. I would, I would like to see the AI try. Like because this this sci-fi movie turned out unintentionally funny. In that, it, well, the way it was put together, and, and the actors, like they actually, they I, acted I, the hell out of it. Yeah, they acted the hell out of it. Like it was really well done. Well, here's here's my voice of levity thing that you pay me for is to, to use the term AI is very, very loose. I think you did a good job of explaining it as kind of your – it was basically written by autocorrect. Correct. Um, they have very, very professional actors. I mean, you know, name I, – I don't remember the guy's name, but, you know, Silicon Valley guy. I mean, it's real, it's real actors, not just like college theater people, and it's well-produced, but – the 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 actual script what was produced by the ai is basic nonsense um it's just it comes out looking like eclectic art because of the production value and just the way the actors make something out of nothing um it's it's you know it's sort of shit what <laughs> the the verb the language i mean oh, it's, yes. it's 
It's not like it's some. It's not like they put together an actual like followable well, see, plot it was, line. It's it, just, it was clunky at first, but I kind of took it in the same vein as watching like uh, Clockwork Orange or Fury Road, where they just like they riddle the script with just jargon and and thing and it's kind of strange con- uh, contextual things. It's just how you, I guess one would speak in that specific setting. Um, I took it like almost anything I've seen on sci-fi when I was in high school. Or that. But, but with better production value. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the dialogue actually was almost indistinguishable, except that it didn't really make any sense. Yeah, I'm with you. But I thought for nine minutes it was, it was like very watching cool Finnegan's and Wake and in space. Yes. That's except That's it made a little bit more sense. Right. <laughs> but it was definitely cool. I mean, it was it was very interesting to watch, knowing the backstory and the context. And I think nine minutes it's it's very much um, it's very much too many cooks esque. It's got about a nine a nine minute you know half life, and then it would deteriorate into just okay. Let me find something else to do. But I thought it was super cool as a as a find as an idea. I I, uh, I enjoyed it. And Ryan, I think you're right. I would love to see a spaghetti western version. Well, I just want to see. I want to see what. I want to see what kind of jokes the AI tries to tell. Um, like a rom com, and and just like a like a like a coming to America riff. (laughs) You know what I mean? Fuck you too. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, I am I am 21 years it old. Is, Do you think what you put once? in there, boy, is nothing but juices and berries. That ain't nothing but ultraperm. <laughs> what a great Can AI movie. do an ultraperm joke? Yes. You'd think maybe. I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I just I'd like to see what it does with like a horror film. Mm-hmm. Oh, be so good. I'd like to, I want like an all genres of that of Sunspring. But uh, yeah, anyway, that was my new review. I dig it. Not too yeah, crazy. No, it I really, really liked cool. it. Makes you really impressed by the robot. Thanks, robot. We look forward to your future productions. Well done, Benjamin. Yeah, I, say, I believe his name is Benjamin. It named itself. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, good find. I just – can I just hmm, – never mind. I probably see, shouldn't. Follow, follow the link at the bottom of the show and you can too see the uh, nine-minute AI film. I'm, I'm looking at a meme that pop, popped up on my news feed. It says – it's got a picture of Marie Antoinette and it's a quote that is uh, uh, attributed to her. Mm-hmm. The quote is, I don't like the term anal bleaching. It seems so coarse. I prefer changing your ringtone. Ah. What? That's hilarious. Marie Antoinette. (laughs) Everything on the internet is true. Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) I I have no comment on either. I just, I thought I'd share. Probably shouldn't have. Crap like that's why they beheaded her. Most likely.
She was ahead of her time. <laughs> yeah, she was on the internet. <laughs> the jokes write themselves sometimes. Sometimes they write themselves. Damn. Hey, there's other news. There's other news in this world of geekery. Huh. We have an American Hogwarts. Yeah, we do. You knew it was about to happen. I'm happy just- it did. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't really change. I, I, I don't want really to be change the, the fact that, that it took long enough, but man, it took long enough. I was, ah, I've been waiting for this forever. <laughs> if only because I wouldn't be sometimes able to. Sometimes I be, wish, sometimes I wish. Artists now I'm extra sweat. pissed I didn't get my letter, though, because <laughs> our Ministry of Magic didn't shut down. Yes. Yeah, thanks, Congress of Magic. Yeah. President I guess it's Snow, tough because or whatever your name is. J.K. Rowling is, you know, young relatively. So to to think that she would just kind of let let her work sort of rest and stand on their merits was sort of not realistic. I was kind of hoping she would just let let it lie, you know, after seven books and kind of this game changing thing. But well, now you got uh, you got Fantastic Beasts coming out, which is set in America. Mm-hmm. But then you have Daniel Radcliffe. Still starring all British people, talking British style. You have Daniel Radcliffe coming out saying that he hasn't. Uh, I don't think it's going to star all British people. It's Daniel Radcliffe believes York. he'll be Harry Potter again on, on the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, which leads me to believe that they'll either. They'll probably adapt the cursed child. If I had which to guess. Be really cool. So that comes out July first I think The Cursed Child oh yeah the book mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the novelization of the play is it a novelization or is it just the script uh, I believe it's a novelization I could oh, be wow. way off but I thought it was just the script I'm much more excited if it's a novelization let's find out yeah I was going to say who's fastest at googling oh, I'm, I'm here a new play based on an original story. Da, 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 da. No further details available. Okay. Oh. Based on an original new story by J.K. Rowling. All right. There we go. What can I ask? But yeah. We have a new. We have a uh, so so. We all sorted ourselves today. I'm guessing mm-hmm. uh, to the uh, the Institute of Ilvermorny, right? Ilvermorny. 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 Yeah. Ilvermorny. I'm a Thunderbird. As am I. Thunderbird. Which is clearly the best of the houses. By oh, the way. oh, don't do that. Don't start doing that. <laughs> we don't know enough about the houses yet. Come on. I feel like everybody's a Thunderbird. I've met Every, a couple horned serpents. Uh, I'm, I'm friends with a horn serpent who is only friends with horn serpents, except for me, which is weird. Nick, did you take the, uh, the test earlier today? Uh, I took it like 12 minutes ago, actually. And Ooh, how what are you? Not through, for you? Through the peer pressure. The, well, I, I was just assuming I was a wampus. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm guessing you're not a wampus then. It didn't work out that way. 
Ooh, can we are guess? You know, Puck because you... well, the, the choices are, are limited now. But I mean, by by all means, take a guess. Yeah. You're you're you are also you are a horned serpent, Joe. Uh, I was gonna guess horned serpent also. Uh, I would go with either uh, Pugwudgie or uh, a horned serpent. There's only three choices, Dickless. There's no. <laughs> There's actually only two because we're, we're you've kind of. Put it out there that you're not a wampus. Mm-hmm. That's and true. And it's a, well, then there's three others still. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Puckwudgie. You've just got the personality. Uh, I am, I am a horn, I'm a horned serpent. Yeah, horned horn serpent. Wow. But I'm gonna retake it until I become a wampus. <laughs> <laughs> just because it's more fun. <laughs> But for the for the sake of I guess you know the entertainment industry and its you know miserable need for new stories, I guess it's good that this whole new uh, new what I assume is going to be a book series is coming to the states. Yeah, it makes you wonder uh, how fast they're just gonna. Is this the is this the groundwork for a new like it's not Harry Potter, it's the story of it's the story of uh, you know Chadwick Boot and. Uh, you know, or, or it's the story of some new American wizard. Yeah, I would. Uh, well, of course, okay it's it's that. going to be. There's only so many new great original ideas in the world, so I'm sure it's going to be a fairly parallel story. Um, but well, whatever. It's it's, it's harmless. And 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 I'll read it. I'm sure I'll gobble it. I mean, I still love her writing. Even just that little story about Ilvermorny that's on Pottermore was yeah, like it was amazing. It was, it was original JK eat 'em up stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was impossibly pleased with it. I think I I truly believe that Isolt might be my my new favorite character in the whole of the Harry Potter lore. I like I, I really, really liked her as a character Say that again? throughout the whole thing. Uh the founder of the American Wizarding School. Oh, is that in there somewhere? Yeah, no, they, they have the, uh, they the have whole a... founding story for, for oh, Overmorning. Okay. And it's it's incredibly, incredibly written. And I, I is... like her writing too, but I, I dare I dare you to make it all the way through casual vacancy. Uh couldn't. Didn't. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. also yeah. couldn't I also couldn't and didn't uh didn't get through uh uh, the HBO adaptation of it either. I didn't even know they did it. I I have the book. It's on our shelf at home. I read probably half, three maybe three quarters, but yeesh. Yeah, I I couldn't do it. <laughs> they can't all be winners, but we'll we'll uh, we'll give this new thing a shot. Hopefully, it's still you know somewhat you know pseudo kid friendly somewhere between. You know, Sorcerer's Stone and and where it ended up because it'd be good to have something else that the kids can read and get into. Is there a collection? If it's anything like the like the the bit that she had up already, uh, it'll be very kid friendly. Yeah, you would think so. I mean, she's she obviously knows what her wheelhouse is at this point, right? Totes. My goats. There's like a whole Ilver Morning uh, video 
you can watch. I don't know if you guys have seen that either. I, I did. Uh, yeah, I yeah. watched it. There's quite I, a bit of I content on the Pottermore about it. Yeah, I'm a Thunderbird. Uh, you know, I was kind of, like I said, I was hoping for Horn Serpent, but I answered truthfully, and that's where I'm at. You know, what are you going to do there? Yeah, I was. Uh, I I kind of thought that I was going to end up a horn serpent as well, but the, the you more don't have what it takes been... to be a horn serpent. <laughs> Either of you. says That's the fine. says the horn serpent. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm kind fine of a, I'm kind of afraid to to get sorted in my Hogwarts house. It didn't go well for me. No, <laughs> I mean it went fine, but yeah, it was Ravenclaw. It was wrong. It's the second time Pottermore's put me in Ravenclaw. Except yeah, we, your feature. No. no. You're better than that, and you know it. The, the first time it put me in Ravenclaw, I created a second account so I could get Slytherin. <laughs> and that's how you know I'm a Slytherin. <laughs> uh, Besides I hacking so happy with Pottermore accounts like a freak show that you are, uh, Beg your pardon? Joseph... I said, other than hacking Pottermore accounts, ah. uh, what else have you been geeking on lately? Um, really? Because I know you love to go first. I, I really today that's all I've been geeking on is is Ilvermorny. I've been so excited about it, I can't even. Like I haven't even thought about anything else all day today. I'd second that. That's basically where I've been any, all day. Any as well. idea what what Ilvermorny means? The word is, is there any sort of origin? You know, I didn't, I didn't actually look. Um, the story itself attaches meaning by saying it was where the character who founded it lived before she escaped to America. It was the name of yeah her her family's home, right? It'd be like Thomas Jefferson escaping and naming his wizarding school Monticello. Yeah. Okay. All right. That that's dope. That's helpful. Where did said person escape from? Uh, Ireland. She uh, was it old County aunt. Kerry, I think. Yeah. She actually. Ah, was, I've, uh, I've been. I've I've been to County Gold, Kerry. Golgotha Gaunt or whatever her name is. When her uh, Hogwarts letter showed up, her aunt. Uh, refused to let her go um, because she was not going to have her pure blood niece go to a school with half bloods and, and mud dirty bloods, bloods and dirty yeah. bloods and whatnot. So, so she, even though it's a, it's even though it's the new Hogwarts America, she still managed to somehow tie it back to the yeah <laughs> to great. It's, it's very very it's, Hogwarts. It's influenced. very very tied back all the way to that the the wand she was using was actually the wand of Salazar Slytherin, of That's whom convenient. she is a descendant. Right. Yeah. No, it's really really awesome. So yeah, it was. It's all a pretty right. cool story. Pretty cool story. Yeah, looking forward to it. I'll read it. I I forgot about how much uh. Pottermore has changed since it was first unveiled. Oh, it's so much better. It's so much better now. I yeah. just, uh, I just, uh, my, uh, my wand. I just got my wand. Oh, nice. Yeah, fir wood, twelve inches in length, dragon heart string. Nice. Oh. Yeah. Surprising no one. To, surprise! Surprise! are pretty fucking close. Surprising no one. Rob and I yeah. both got larch, 
wands with unicorn hair. Larch? Cores. Larch. Larch. Yep. Fuck is larch. Uh, some kind of tree that imparts courage to the user of the wand. I am so afraid to take my Hogwarts sorting house test thing. Let's see. I think yours is a little bit longer than mine. Yeah, Crazy. mine is uh, 13 and three quarters inches. Ooh, that's Mine's hard to something. hide up your sleeve. Yeah. Mine's yeah. Uh, 10 and three oh, quarters. Oh, you're talking about wands. Fairly rigid. <laughs> Show it off. Rob, what did you uh, get on this week? Uh, man, besides Elver Morty, which has consumed my entire day today, uh, I'm still just uh, uh, mind blown by how amazing a weekend I had with all of my friends. All of the shows that I got to see, um, all of the art displays, uh, ju- just being out and camping for the week. What have you been geeking on, Ray? Oh, look at that. Double, double, double Trump. I, uh... Um, you know, honestly, my kids watching them go to Disney and Animal Kingdom was really, really rad. Um, which is cool. This was cool to see them kind of out of their element, but so mm-hmm. in their element. Um, you know, going to Animal Kingdom with Macklin, who we should have called him Mac Hanna. Um, you know, you'd say like, well, that's a weird looking animal. And you'd say like, it's a tapir. So. It's really not that weird. Don't make fun of it. That's what it looks like. That was. I like that he stood up for my spirit animal like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then you know, and he he went he went for it, man. I mean, he uh, uh, he rode uh, he rode roller coasters. He rode if it was a ride, he rode it. He didn't like most of them. Uh, uh, really? cry, cried after a couple, but uh, he, I thought he'd be a roller coaster guy. He, he I went for, it. for a roller coaster guy. He went for it. So uh, you got to give him that. So and then Josie was just Josie was Josie. She's tremendous. So she gets excited over so much. I think telling Cinderella to fuck off because she's not Olaf is. <laughs> I'll tell. I'll tell that's that a, story. That, that's a uh, that's a high watermark there. I'll tell that story to the day I die. <laughs> uh, How about you, Nick? That's so great. Uh, other than once again being just, you know, pleasantly reminded of the generational gap around here as I listen to Rob wax philosophical about his day spent thinking about his weekend and <laughs> surfing J.K. Rowling websites um, as I have been. His day I, spent thinking it's, about it's his a, weekend. <laughs> <laughs> as I've been putting 400 miles uh, on my vehicle here across Great state of North Dakota, as uh, work calls. Um, I'm going to say I've been geeking on uh, a little ditty called Hello from the Magic Tavern. Oh, boy! Which uh, Joe and Ryan have been on me to do for a while. There's nothing like driving across the Great Plains with nothing but your phone to keep you company. So I listened to about 10 episodes of that. And uh, yeah. If you don't know, you just you know I, I I don't know what to tell you. I mean, chunts up with that, dude. You got you got to give it a shot. Um, check it out on your uh, your favorite handheld device. Um, Hello from the Magic Tavern is a a fun fictional um, short burst fantasy podcast uh, that is bringing me joy amongst the empty miles. So uh, give it a shot. You will probably enjoy it. That you will. It's really good. Got in the memory goblin yet? Memory gremlin? No, I, no. I'm on like I think I'm on episode seventeen, maybe. Got gotcha. 
<laughs> I just finished uh, the the other wizard. Spintax. Spintax. I'm Spintax the Green. Wizard of the third, fourth, and ninth realms of Ephesius. The angels uh, call me Carmen Orlando. <laughs> What's the first one? The elves know him as the elves know me as Hold on, Nickelback. I'm, I'm like Nickelback Silverchair. <laughs> Nickelback Silverchair. God damn. So good. The angels know me as Carmen the, Orlando. The guests are fantastic, but for some reason I I still laugh the hardest at flower. I don't know why. <laughs> flower. I was I shit your on ass. you. I cut I you. shit on you. It's just, I really hurt you, not like physically. But like, I, uh, I get you, you with a psychological dot sticking your head. <laughs> Spintex the uh, Green, master of the third, ninth, and twelfth realms of Ephesius, wielder of arcane forces, compelling the living and the dead, diviner of unknowable truths, caster of illusions, destroyer of lies, dissolver of the wall of fire, imbiber of the nine deadly poisons author of the Pandanomicon and winner of the Wizard's Choice Award. The dwarves know him as Nickelback Silverchair. The angels know his Mama Kessiel. <laughs> and the vampires know him as Carmen Orlando. In the South, I am known as Lodestone Greatcraft. Goddamn. The angels know me as Mama Kessiel. <laughs> oh, so it's fantastic. Good. So damn good. It's so funny. I love the a tiny a tiny names. horse with two buttholes. <laughs> I, uh, they love their buttholes. I may have show. love the tiny horse. Uh, the best part about that is he does like a uh, Usador says like thirteen loud, getting on louder, even louder, fake wizard words, and creates this horse. And then they'll say like, "Can you give it that?" And it's top hat. Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. So funny. Well, it's, it's just a hat. <laughs> what, what do you need? It, it's of not very complex. <laughs> it's very difficult to create a living creature. Uh, with, with all the child death and all the unwed mothers, oh, no. I think we should probably call this episode quits. So much child death. In the they'll, they'll probably be plugs. <laughs> you should stay for them. <laughs> If you like what we do or you want to harass us, be sure to check us out on Twitter at Geekcast Live, Geekcast Rye, Geekcast Bass, Geekcast Joe, and Geekcast Nick. If you want to check out our podcast, be sure to go to gcl.ninja. Want to check our Facebook out and interact with us? Geekcast Live is what you got to search for. And be sure to check us out on iTunes. Give us five stars. Lie if you have to. Operation Supply Drop has been with us from the beginning, and we are a better podcast for it. These guys send video game care packages to our troops both domestic and abroad, and have raised well over a million dollars in doing so. If you could help us return the favor by following them on Twitter at OP Supply Drop and by checking them out at OperationSupplyDrop.org, we would thank you most kindly. If you don't get enough of Geek Cast Joe, check me out on my other show, This Freakin' Show, at thisfreakinshow.com. If you have listened to the show before, you are most likely familiar with the guys from Wayward Raven. And if you haven't listened to the show, you're going to have to just trust me on this one. These guys are the best and have some kick-ass wares over at waywardraven.com. So head over there and check them out. Use our discount code NECKBEARD and save yourself some dollar bills. 
Hey guys, Rob Bass here. Just wanted to let you know that if you like our podcast and want to support us, be sure to check us out at patreon.com slash geekcastlive. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash geekcastlive. Geekcast Joe here. If you enjoy our show, be sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us every Saturday morning on iTunes, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search Geekcast Live. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. That was episode 324 of the GeekCast Live podcast. Uh, I'm GCR, so I'm in charge of the bit of bass this week. So I went with Bad Bad Not Good's Lavender, featuring Kay Trinata. Enjoy. <laughs> 